everyone. Michelle Seidling here with another episode of Food Experience Unplugged. Today, we are talking about chronic headache. That just gives me a headache thinking about it. And what we can do from a holistic perspective to overcome those things. With us today is Susanna Juteau, the headache nutritionist. So I can't wait to hear about what that's all about. Susanna, welcome to the show today. This podcast is available on multiple platforms, including YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and others. Please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to be informed as new episodes become available. If you enjoyed today's episode or any of our episodes, please rate and review the podcast on your favorite platform. As always, check out our website at foodexperienceunplugged.com for some resources as you begin your health journey. Thanks so much for having me, Michelle. I look forward to this uh, conversation with you because this is a topic that just isn't isn't talked about enough considering that such a large segment of the population do deal with either chronic headaches or migraine conditions. Mm. So uh, thank you for having me on. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, to get started, will you take a moment to introduce yourself and what brought you to this point? Why the headache nutritionist? Why that direction mm-hmm. in your in your career? Yes. Well, so many things actually led to this final where I feel like I'm in the right place now. So I, I've always loved the brain. Even as a little kid, I had little models and posters on my wall of the brain. And so I went into neuroscience as my, as my undergrad. And, and after that, I, I also really loved nutrition. I actually switched directions completely to become a dietitian where there isn't, there's, there's some coverage of brain health, but not much on headaches, not much on, on too much nutrition for the brain overall. And then as I was practicing as a dietitian, I I had got my master's in dietetics and was what I call kind of a a jack of all nutrition trades in that I worked at a community health center and covered a lot of different aspects of nutrition and different chronic conditions and how we can help, help, uh, how nutrition can help overcome those. And while I was working there, I, I actually ended up with a, not quite a brain injury, but they found a brain tumor. I, all of a sudden I started getting really, really bad headaches and could no longer function. And it just got worse to the point that I could no longer work. And that's when they ran an MRI and found a brain tumor pressing on my brainstem about the size of a ping pong ball. And so of course they quickly operated and I was told, oh, all of those headaches, all of those symptoms that you've been experiencing in the last month, uh, those will all go away. No problem. And the reality was that everything got much worse in many ways, and not just due to the recovery of the brain surgery, which typically only takes four to six weeks. Many people are always surprised about that, but our brain is is very resilient and can bounce back pretty easily. But not in this case, where I dealt with chronic daily headaches, I developed episodic migraine, which is... Migraine and headaches are, are different in that migraine is typically one-sided. There's a lot of additional symptoms that come on. So intense nausea and vomiting for some people, uh, lots of sound sensitivity, light sensitivity. It could be um, just complete fatigue and chronic pain everywhere. If for some people, they even uh, develop um, paralysis on one side. And so there's a lot of symptoms that come along with migraine, whereas the chronic headaches were also debilitating in their own way in that they were constant. And so eventually playing with different medications and stuff got me on a route where I was able to return to work part-time and 
essentially returned back to my old life, but I was never that same person in the sense that I still dealt with these chronic daily headaches. And I felt like there just had to be something more than there had to be more of a root cause if not everyone develops the same symptoms that I did. And that seeing all these people around me who also had chronic headaches, that there had to be something more to, to improve our situations. And so that's when I really turned to research and, and developed my own uh, my own way of rever- reversing the the chronic headaches and the the debilitating migraine attacks that I had. And I've now been three and a half years uh, migraine free. And uh, so that's what led me to become the headache nutritionist. And now I help other others do the same. Oh, fantastic. Wow. And that's the long I, and short of it. <laughs> oh, that that's an amazing journey. I mean, when you're in the thick of it, you don't realize that, you know, you're just trying to find out what it is and, and how to address it. And then right. really turning that around and paying it forward using those those skills that you've acquired, so to speak. Absolutely. Yeah, because we're all everyone in this community, you feel lost for so long, you go back and forth to the doctors, you get referred to neurologists, and it's it's a constant kind of treadmill of trying the next medication and hoping that'll work. And often it does, it might get us to a point where we we feel much you know, stronger and can return to work, like in my case, where medica- medications were made a huge difference in my life. But but then there's there's more to just that avenue. There's a lot of, and I know you are always talking about holistic nutrition and and all the different areas of of your lifestyle that you need to look at. And it's not just one stream where where we're relying on the conventional medicine um, area of expertise. We really need to look at multiple multiple uh, multiple ways of seeing things and and address all the areas of our lifestyle to to see improvement. Absolutely. Now you, you mentioned, you know, the difference between the migraines and the chronic headaches. Now Mm -hmm. with chronic headaches, you know, versus just kind of a headache every now and again, is there, Mm -hmm. are there a a myriad of different causes? Will you tell us a little bit more about the chronic headaches? Yeah. Yeah. So chronic headaches, there surprisingly is very little research on chronic headaches. Um, Most of the research is on migraine and they are similar, it's thought to be very similar mechanisms behind it. But the difference between someone, 98% of the population has dealt with a, a headache at some point in their lives. And the difference between that and something like a chronic headache, chronic headache is usually the severity is higher, typically Advil and Tylenol don't touch it, or they might take the edge off of it, but it comes back. So either you're relying on those over-the-counter medications over every single day, and that's very harmful for the gut. And uh, a typical headache is there's very obvious causes. So it could be not having slept enough the night before, drinking too much, uh, very stressful days, not, not drinking enough water. Whereas the chronic headache situation is most people have addressed all of those points and they're still dealing with a headache. So, so that's typically the, the chronic headache. And, and one way that I like to describe it is that we are all prone to headaches, but some people are more likely to develop them than others. So if you think of uh, a bucket, 
then some people may have a really large bucket where they can put all these different triggers of poor sleep and poor nutrition and uh, a stressful lifestyle and not getting enough exercise that all fills up that headache trigger bucket. But some people have a much larger bucket than others. And then genetically, especially there's a genetic component to two migraine conditions that genetically they just have a much smaller bucket. And then where does my story kind of play in there is, is a brain injury. If someone's had a stroke or in my case, it was a brain surgery that caused an injury or the tumor itself that caused the, the injury, that that just shrinks that headache bucket so that you are much more likely to get a headache as well. And then the more, the more, the more you're bordering on that edge of filling that bucket, the more likely you, you will trigger a migraine attack. There are many people who deal with chronic uh, headaches and have had a migraine attack, but genetically you're, you're typically, it's, it's typically a genetic component that leads to the really severe migraine attacks because there's chronic migraine as well, where, where those really intense debilitating um, migraine episodes will really just take over someone's life. And, oh, and there is a form of migraine called vestibular migraine where they actually don't get head pain at all, but it's more dizziness that's accompanied. So there's, there's uh, over different, over a hundred different categories of types of headaches. So there, oh there's a lot to kind of, for someone to get a diagnosis uh, can be pretty challenging. Okay. So even, um, so it's just so varied. Every person can have a different cause for that chronic headache, essentially. Absolutely. And almost always it's more than one cause too. It's very hard to get down to what is the cause, but when you're addressing multiple areas at once, then that is your best option for getting relief rather than just, so a lot of people will say, oh, I'll cut out, you know, a certain food. So say I'll cut out citrus for a month and see how I feel. And then I'll cut out chocolate for a month. And actually it's a much more when it's a holistic approach and where you're, you're looking at multiple things at once, that is actually the best way to do it rather than one thing at a time. So a good analogy here would be if you're driving in your car, you've got all kinds of uh, bug splatter on your windshield. There's, you've gone through something and you're just covered with bugs. Uh, if you were to take one bug off at a time, you're not going to see any more clearly, but if you can take off a whole bunch at once, you're going to see much more clearly. So it, a, a combined approach is really important. So not only looking at nutrition, but nutrition is, of course, the area that I specialize in, but not only looking at nutrition, but really looking at many other aspects of, of lifestyle as well at the same time. Mm, okay. Now, when you, you work with your clients, do you address that holistic piece or do you focus Absolutely. mostly on the, the nutrition? Okay. Yes. So it's always talked about, but at the same time, I do more or less stay in my lane. So I... I where my specialty is, is certainly the nutrition aspect and then the brain health aspect. So those parts I cover. And then, so especially working individually with someone, then we can see the whole picture and be able to identify, Hey, you, you're not covering the exercise component or the sleep component and something like phys, um, physiotherapy that would be, then I would refer to someone or, or suggest that they work with someone or some chiropractic or getting some massage therapy, or there's many modalities to do at the same time that is really helpful. 
Okay. So your clients typically work with several different specialists then in addition to you. Ideally, ideally. In the in the real world, that's not always possible, right? There's there's certain financial strains that that doesn't make it possible. But typically when people have come to me, they've already tried many of those different areas. And as much as it's not at the same time, they've they've gained those skills where they are practicing things at home. So it's even reminding them, hey, do your stretches tonight or make sure you're getting your exercise at the same time. Uh, and stress release mechanisms, all of those things can be talked about at the same time. And then the nutrition piece is, is where people really get tripped up because nutrition is a very confusing field, as we know, especially in the Western world where, where food is medicine, but there's so much conflicting advice and it's no different in the, the migraine community where there's things kind of thrown at you. You need to cut out this food, you need to do this. And it's not a one size fits all. It really has to be an individualized approach to, to really see, to see long-term benefits. Fantastic. Now on that note, tell us about the nutrition piece for the chronic Mm -hmm. headaches. Okay. So there's (laughs) here, there's multiple pieces as well. So it's, the, the best is always to work with someone individually to, to get a sense of where their symptoms are and to get us a sense of what could possibly be the root cause. So I typically look at things from two different angles. So either food sensitivities or gut health. So when it comes to gut health, that is certainly a root cause that, I mean, gut health is covered no matter, no matter what, but in terms of the angle, because there's some functional nutrition tests that are really excellent for helping narrow down that root cause. And so for some people, we start by looking at the gut health and seeing what the bacteria breakdown is, what the, whether they're dealing with any pathogens, whether there's inflammation in their gut, whether, um, whether there's any indications of food sensitivities causing damage to the gut. And then we really follow some protocols there to help with that gut health. And a lot of that that people can do at home is is having tons of food variety because our bodies have a microbiome, but every plant has its own microbiome. So the more that we can expose our body to different types of microbiomes, that helps our own microbiome really flourish and and develop. So really making an effort to have 35 different plant foods a week and then switching up those plant foods each week too and going to the grocery store and saying, hey, I haven't had papaya in a good, in a year. How about I introduce some papaya this week? So those are some tips that can people can really do at home. And we can talk about some other ones that we, we don't always need assistance, but uh, it, it can help pinpoint the, the direction for sure. And So the gut health is very important because there's a strong gut brain connection. So if our gut health is is off, and for many people it is, the estimates are that 90, uh, sorry, estimates are that 70% of people deal with some level of leaky gut. And I imagine it's actually much higher in the chronic headache um, population, though we don't have any data on that. And so dealing with the gut really helps because all of the hormones are, are made in the gut and all of that goes up to the brain. If there's any inflammation in the gut, the inflammation goes up into the brain. And there's just such a strong uh, connection there through the vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve is kind of like if you, if you think of a cable wire, a really thick wire connecting the two. That, that's why we really say the, the stomach is the second brain because so much is produced in, in our gut. And, and then the other direction that I go with people, because some people have addressed their gut health or 
um, are just more interested in the food sensitivity side of things is knowing exactly which foods that they would need to cut. And it's always a temporary thing. It's not meant to be long-term. Uh, that's what a lot of people typically get wrong when they're doing it on their own or when their neurologist says, here's a list of foods to cut out of your diet. It's actually the reintroduction phase is the most important part, but there is a very good, uh, excellent, actually an excellent functional nutrition test that's measuring 140 foods and 30 different chemicals because the chemicals are very important as well for for determining which of those foods are causing inflammation in the body and then it's a systematized approach to first cutting out the 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 yellow and red foods but slowly reintroducing them back into the diet too uh, once the gut has had some time to repair and, and time away from those food sensitivities which are just adding more inflammation as time goes on, as time goes on. So that approach has been extremely effective. It's just, it's also a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So with your clients, do you start out with those tests and assessments and then go from there? Yeah. So I, I, I have a few different approaches. So I do have a group program where we don't do any tests and that's uh that's more of a therapeutic fasting approach, which we can talk about because that's a completely, completely different. But when I work one on one with clients, then we either decide on the gut approach or the, the food sensitivity approach from the get go. And then that is that is tests that we would run first and then go based on the results. That way, it's a very individualized approach. And all of the nutrition advice is very personalized to the individual because I've never seen a test even look similar to another. And I've also never seen a gut test where there isn't something for someone to work on. So I think it's a very good starting point for everyone to get down to that root cause. Okay. And then from there, you'll pretty much know and can give appropriate guidance as to foods to cut out or foods to introduce. Exactly. And at the same time, we're doing some food journaling so I can see from the other end of any micronutrients that may be deficient. Uh, there's also a great micronutrient test for those who, who don't want to take any supplements that they don't definitely need. So that's a really great test too. Um, yeah, it, it has to be an individualized approach to, for, for people to meet people where they're at. We're all at different financial spaces too. So it, it really depends where, where people can go and what they've tried before. Absolutely. Now, will you give us some examples of um, those with whom you've worked as far as that nutritional piece in in overcoming their the chronic headache? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So my client, Jess, she came to me and she was dealing with chronic headaches every day. And she had occasional episodic migraine as well, where she would be so the headache would become so debilitating that she would often throw up and she had to lie in a dark room. So this is very common. This is a typical case, I would say. And she came to me and really, really did not want to change her, her food intake and was very nervous about that and didn't want to change. Uh, she didn't want, you know, a different social um, side of things, but also felt like she was at her wit's end and didn't. Um, didn't want, didn't know what to do next. So we started her off on a very light approach where, where we only targeted the, the foods that have the best research behind it. And then at the same time, we were really focused on alleviating her gut symptoms and improving her gut health. So not only is plant variety extremely important, but getting resistant starches are really important. 
um, they're getting enough of certain plant foods really helped fix up the gut. And within 12 days, she was writing me saying, this is miracle life. I never knew I could feel this good. And why didn't I start this so much easier or earlier? And then at the same time, she was, she was saying, why did I think food was so difficult? Like now I can reintroduce all that and it's only been 12 days. So often we get in our minds that, oh no, I'm going to have to cut out this food for the rest of my life. And I love this food, but actually the reintroduction phase is, is the most important. So it's a short-term short-term pain for long-term gain for sure. In this case, uh, another client, Matthew, he, um, he, oh, Matthew, he was having so many migraine attacks and his, his kids were really noticing he had young kids and they would pray at night and say, I wish daddy would know, would no longer get the head pain. And so he realized that he needed to reach out for, for help. And we decided a food sensitivity approach for, for him. He had actually heard me on a, on a podcast before and where the podcast was completely focused on, on addressing food sensitivities and how that can be really powerful because once you, once you take out that inflammation in the gut, then your gut has time to heal. And though the, the food sensitivities themselves aren't the root cause, uh, taking them out allows you to get to that root cause, which is almost always something going off with the, with the gut and allows the gut to, to heal. So with him, it actually took longer than with my typical clients. So often we see results within 10 to 14 days with a food sensitivity approach with him. It actually took uh, four weeks before we saw much symptom improvement and then it slowly got better from there. So it's kind of like a train leaving the station. Once you start seeing improvements, it starts to take off and, and those improvements just build on top of each other. And he now considers himself completely migraine free and has a lot of strategies to make sure that he contain, that he maintains that control because as much as we can get to that point where we're symptom free it it can always come back this is it's not a cure it's not a treatment even is it's where we can reverse migraine and headache conditions but you want, you need to continue following those lifestyle trends and um and basically protocols that we we built together and so he feels very happy and um, yeah, his daughter actually wrote me such a nice note and said, thank you for his 10 year old. Uh, thank you for having my daddy back, which is, um, yeah, very touching because these, it, it changes lives, right? When anyone who has dealt with such a, such a, it, such a debilitating condition, it's, it's believed to be the second most debilitating condition uh in the world i don't have the stats in front of me but i forget what's first but that it really it affects your whole life because it comes to a point where you can't even plan anything because you don't know if you're going to get an attack that ruins that planning so many people don't want to commit to anything they don't want to leave the house they um, lose a lot of friendships this way and it it uh it, it really hurts our productivity in life and just our, our feelings of well-being and we want everyone to to feel good and to to live their lives to the best that they're able. Absolutely. Now, with your own experience, how was that um, in terms of that nutritional piece? You had um, had surgery for the tumor, but then you were getting the chronic headaches. How did you personally address that nutritionally? Yeah, so I started with a very 
just cleaning up the diet. I think everyone has ways that they can improve or switch things up and everything. So even though I was a dietitian, there was plenty I was able to work on as well. So I, my first approach was to address things from that nutritional point of view and to have the healthiest diet as I, as I could. It didn't make much difference in my case. Uh, it did, you know, it, it allowed me to return to work along with the, the medications that I was able to find that were effective enough. Um, of course, those medications come with their own symptoms, but it, it was enough to be able to to function and to start a family and all of those things. And now, what was I getting at? Um, okay, so nutrition. So there's a healthy diet. And I think this is often actually a big misconception, especially when people do go work with a nutritionist or a dietitian or a naturopath who doesn't specialize in headaches, that the thought is, hey, all we need to do is clean up your diet. Let's do these little tweaks. And that's rarely sufficient. For some people, maybe it might be enough, but it's almost always something deeper that we need to look at. And so cleaning up the diet wasn't sufficient. And I didn't have much more in my toolbox from school. We didn't get into migraine conditions. There's a lot of information on diabetes, but there's very little on other, other conditions out there. So I started doing my own research. Uh, I was fortunate at the time to be on mat leave with my daughter, where I did have some time in the evenings to look at different studies. And at the same time, people were asking me a lot about intermittent fasting and so at that time, I was like, well, I always told people, no, you need to eat every three to four hours. And that's the only way for health. And when everyone started asking me more about this, I, I said it, I had to do my do, own due diligence and, and look at what kind of research they were, this was coming from. And I found the, the fasting research extremely compelling, even though early, it's still early in the the scientific world that we don't have a whole bunch, but there's enough that we can see that there's a profound effect on the brain to add in some fasting periods. And at the same time, there is quite a bit of research on the ketogenic diet for migrant for reversing migraine conditions. And though I've I've never been interested in the ketogenic diet, the ketogenic diet is based off of fasting. So there's plenty of research on the ketogenic diet. And for many people, that is a great strategy for them, but it just personally wasn't something that I was interested in. And so I decided to try the, the fasting approach and I was my own guinea pig there. So with the, the fasting approach, I decided to try it on myself before I could ever say yes, yay or nay to anyone else. And within Within eight weeks, I was able to go off all of my medication. So four weeks, I was able to cut my medication in half. By eight weeks, I was able to cut it off completely. And within 16 weeks, all of the fatigue and many of the other symptoms that came along with the different medications were completely gone. And I was back to my normal self. And I just knew how powerful this was. And and a lot, when you can combine that with the different nutrition strategies that we do have evidence behind, and there's a lot of them, especially from the gut health perspective, that combining the two strategies together really um, can reverse it for many people. And I've worked with many clients on this as well. Anyone who is interested in this path, which of course isn't for everyone, but uh, many people are. And that's when 
just this past January, I actually uh, started a group program for the fasting part of, of things because uh, it doesn't need to be quite an individualized approach, a one-on-one approach, although everyone does tweak it to, to be best for their own lifestyles. Fantastic. I love that. I just love how you did your own research and say, okay, what is going to work in my situation? And, Mm -hmm. and I am thinking in your work with your clients as well, helping them to, to want to, to, to learn more about their own individual situation as, as things progress. Yeah. And seeing what works, what doesn't, Hey, this doesn't work for my, my world, but and then you just keep troubleshooting from there. This isn't working. What can we do next? Or is it that we need a little bit more time? Because really working with people, I'd say the, the biggest part is really accountability there is, is hey, like sticking with this longer. It's, it's not going to be a fast turnaround. It's not a magic bullet. And as much as we all know that intuitively that something isn't going to work right away, uh, when we are paying for a program or, or doing different you know, changing your diet completely or trying new approaches, we often do still want those results immediately. So just being there and, and supporting people through that is probably the biggest role of, of working with someone individually or in the, in the group as well. It's like, no, sticking with this and, and this isn't, it's not going to be a quick turnaround. Because even for myself, the, the fasting was of eight weeks before I saw a significant improvement. Um, and there's and with fasting there's many different styles as well so there's ones that are more beneficial because getting into ketosis is actually a very important part and not all styles of fasting would get someone into ketosis but ketosis uses a different it's using fat as fuel so fat gets changed into ketones and then using those ketones as fuel and there's a few theories out there that migraine conditions and severe headache conditions are actually caused to due to glucose dysregulation where the glucose aren't isn't getting into the neurons properly and so a different type of fuel using the ketones as fuel during these moments is very effective where we can when one door closes, the glucose door is closed and we can't get into the cells, then we can use the the other door for the ketones to get in instead. And and that's really that metabolic switch there is extremely helpful and just evolutionary wise, that's why it's there. And that's why we have all these mechanisms into play so that we can tap into different modes of fuel to, to remain energized and to feel good. Absolutely. I love that. Now, when, um, when those, (laughs) when people are suffering from chronic headaches and such, what, what is the first step to really find, find the root cause and identify nutritional or or other, other means of, of, of relief from that? Yeah. So the first step is to do a really detailed headache food journal where you're doing that for a month and trying to piece together anything that you see. So we're marking down symptoms. We're marking down time of eating or marking which foods, uh, any patterns, any sleep is really important and how you're feeling stress wise. So all of these things would be great to mark down in that food journal. And this is also a very good tool to bring to the doctor because often, often in our community, we feel that the doctors dismiss us and that headaches are, um, they're not recognized as, as debilitating as they really are. And so going in there and saying, look at all my symptoms and from there, you can really identify, is it more likely to be a hormonal hormonal related? Because then there's certain approaches for to address the hormone headaches. 
Uh, is it every time you eat, you feel awful right after, or every time you eat a certain meal, do you feel awful? And then also looking at the nutrient timing of food is really important as well. Seeing how often you're eating. So are you eating from 7am to 11pm when you go to bed, then that's just not allowing your gut any time to rest. So even a 12 hour a window where you're not eating can be extremely beneficial. So stopping eating more or less when it gets dark out or say 7 p.m. and going till 7 a.m. can it can make a huge difference for a lot of people because if you are busy digesting food all the time, then you're not busy, then you're not able to repair cells and you're not able to regenerate cells. You're not doing any of the cleanup mechanisms that happen when we're not digesting food. So even that 12 hour window can actually make a, a really big difference for a lot of people. So those are some good starting points and just getting count up with that food journal. You can count up, Hey, how many plant foods am I getting a, a week and see where you are? How close are you to that 30 to 35 plants a week? Google. Okay. Fantastic. I love that. Just really taking, taking it head on, so to speak. I has no pun intended with the headache. And the, <laughs> right. <laughs> But really, really doing doing your own research per se, and and really looking at your situation. That is fantastic. I love how yeah, really, really playing detective. I think is probably the best way to think of it. Is like looking at your own body and your own how you feel, and and trying to do that with a you know fine tooth comb. And then from there, you really have some points that hey, I want to address my hormones. Okay, I'm gonna work with someone on that. Hey, I really want to look at at my gut health. Then you can go that area or you can say, Hey, I think like every time an hour after a meal, I always feel lousy. That's a good indication that food sensitivities are involved. Mm, Okay. Well, Susanna, how can people get in contact with you? Yeah. Yeah. So you can find me at headachenutritionist.com on on my website would be www.headachenutritionist.com and same with Instagram. Uh, you can find me at headache nutritionist and I love getting DMS and, you know, let me know if, if anything kind of stood out to you with this, with this episode, or you can also email me and that's info at headache nutritionist.com would be great. Okay. Fantastic. We will include all of those things in the show notes. Susanna, it's been a pleasure. It's been super informative of a solution to chronic headaches from, from a holistic and a nutritional piece. So thank you for being here today. No problem. Thank you for having me. Hey, everyone. Michelle Seidling here at Food Experience Unplugged. Are you enjoying the Food Experience Unplugged podcast and are ready to ramp it up a level? Then it's time to go premium. With a premium podcast membership, in addition to all the great podcast episodes you know and love, you'll receive additional bonus content and exclusive interviews from many of our podcast guests. You'll receive a live Q&A access each month where I'll address questions pertaining to holistic health and how you can start your journey. You'll also receive weekly shorter video clips with information on tips, tricks, and strategies to get started, to build consistent habits, and to take charge of your health. Go premium today. I'll see you there. 